Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. Those are mine in Hausen? Those are mine in Hausen. Um, <laughs> Where's my glass? Your what? It's behind your computer. <laughs> uh, see? Here we go again. Okay. Rumble in the jumble. Jungle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what is up with your microphone? It's so close to me right now. It's up. <gasps> Not to, sorry, she almost threw the wine across the room with her microphone stand. Is that better? That's, it's just, it's better. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hey. Wow. So. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Corky Crime Sisters here. Uh, it's almost Halloween. Tomorrow. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Hallow's Eve, my Corkians. Oh, yes, our Corkians here in the Corky Cave. We are wishing you a happy Hallow's Eve. Hallow's Eve and a safe Halloween because I realized how many bitches go missing on Halloween this yeah, week. Yeah, it's crazy. I have a whole list for you guys. It's kind of scary. Insane in the membrane. Insane, Insane in the brain. <laughs> um, anyway, we are the podcast where two sisters actually like to hang out with each other. You know it. Y'all know it. We like to talk about that Halloween, Hallow's Eve shit now. With all the spooky mists involved. Yes. And we like to have an adult beverage or two. Or three. Or the blood from the vampire and your firstborn because this is now a cult and you're now indoctrinated. So be wary. <laughs> Nice introduction. Thank you. Um, that crazy bitch over there is Taylor. <laughs> that slightly skeptical woman over there is Nikki. <laughs> I don't know why she she's acting like she hasn't met me before. True. I feel like a dumbass. So earlier we were at the drive-thru to get Prosecco for this. Yes. <laughs> and I was so excited you because... were... <laughs> It was like a drive through liquor store. And we're like sitting there waiting for him to find us Prosecco. And there's like... I thought they had a fog machine. And I was like, oh, my God, they're so spooky. This is the tits. They're, they're like in it. They're in this <laughs> Halloween shit. But it was the cold. Exhaust from our own car <laughs> the in the cold. <laughs> I was so excited, though. Like, it made my spooky soul awesome. And shameless plug here. I am wearing my spooky little bitch sweatshirt from the Wine and Crime podcast because those gals are the tits as well. We love them. We do because, you know, they're life. awesome. Sauce. Life. So um, this week we are doing BYOC number four. It's the last week of it and it's the Halloween edition. I thought you needed a background. To that. Thank you. I appreciate it. It is. So today, uh, this week will be the last week that we do BYOC Halloween edition. Yeah. Um, I think we both have some really good ones. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I, sorry. Yas. I, I pa- <laughs> yes, queen. I paused because I saw tits bouncing in 
Oh, yeah, don't read that. I wasn't trying to. Oh, my God. This girl's trying to give shit away. Um, Tay, what are we drinking this week? Well, us gals, these quirky sisters have already been drinking. <laughs> Always. We pre-gamed for this episode, so. I've had, I am an idiot, and I have had Michelob, Apothic Red wine, <laughs> Menage a Trois wine. Whiskey. Evan Williams whiskey. And now we're doing some Prosecco. Um. Our favorite, La Marca. Uh, I'm trying to make a spectacle out of the cage that goes on top of the. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. Oh, looks good. Yeah. Looks good. So, yeah, we're drinking La Marca this week. Um, I think we've featured it before, even though I don't see it in our bottle distribution on top of the bookcase. La Mar- uh, no, we definitely have had it before, though. Yeah, La Marca is pretty bomb. Cheers. Um, holder <laughs> of my microphone. Um, caution, content. Condense <laughs> contents under pressure do not shake, which has already happened as Nikki slammed it into my tile floor. I didn't. What happened? Why did you tell me that I get to open it then? Because I almost knocked it over with my microphone no. stand. When we walked into the house, you were like, Oh, you get to open this now. Like what happened? You like set it down aggressively oh, on my your floor. Your dog ran over and hit it and it kind of fell onto the floor. You're right. The tile floor, yeah. Yeah, she's a monster, I believe it. Um, Prosecco sparkling wine. It has a little crown. It's beautiful. I'm trying to find. We are at 11 percent tile. Every every Prosecco is 11. Yeah, I realize it's a it's a good rule of thumb. Prosecco 11. I have an amendum for last week. I said that you brought me five percent less alcohol. I meant point five percent. I knew that's what you meant. But because yeah. last week was 10.5, typically they're about 11 yeah. percent Prosecco. So I totally messed up. But that's cool. All right, let's do this. On this note, the cage is off. Let's see how much we explode. I'm ready. Spooky, spooky, spooky. (laughs) Toil and trouble. Ready. Ready for this shit. Yeah, and I cleaned our glasses for us. Thank you. Like the nice sister that I am. Chill out. Holy chill out. Chill out. Nike's girlfriend. These, I bet you can fit the whole bottles. Probably. We're making this happen today. I only wanted to pour what? Oh, 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 oh. Fucking master. Right to the brim. <laughs> okay. You got it. Um. So I just want to talk about the fact that my case is extremely short this week because I just found this one so interesting and I don't know why, but there's not a ton of info on it. Um, And I have a tiny bit of like a supplement to that. However, I feel like it might be best served at the end of the Right. So even though I went first last week, I'm actually going first again this week. Yes. So that you can do your segment at the end. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good with that. Holy Shanikes. I feel like that's a lot of Prosecco, but bring it on, girlfriend. I don't got to work till 10.30 p.m. tomorrow. Yeah, you know, guys, in our, like, finickiness, it's 9.50 p.m. We actually are recording at night. <laughs> it's night. Yes. All right, are we ready to do this? Yes, yamas! yamas! Clank, clank. Clankity, clank, clank. I put the empty bottle on my cup holder. <laughs> All right. Oh, I need a cup. So... I'm ready. Also, I feel like we should tell you guys that Taylor and I's costumes this year. Um, so I go to the my husband's bar every year, and my husband has decided to be the guy from Ancient Aliens. <laughs> it's perfect. The one where his hair sticks straight straight up, and he's Greek, and he talks about like 
it might have been aliens. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. So he's going to be that and I'm going to be an alien. Which is perfect for and, them. And yeah. And Taylor is going to be <laughs> the best thing ever, which is perfect for her. They are the crazy noodles like in front of used car sales lots that are like the blow up guys. That, that like, like fling everywhere. Flail in the air. <laughs> with their arms because she has such long, long limbs. Arms. Yes. yes. Oh, get out of my pod. It's going to be so good. Anyway, so you guys should let us know on Facebook or Instagram. Like, send us photos of your Halloween costumes. Yeah! We would love to see it. We will feature you on the Corky Cave. Yes. Um, okay, so this week on BYOC Halloween edition number four, yes. I'm doing the murder of Chelsea Brooke. Brooke. Ooh, have you heard of this? I have not. And I did a lot of research on random Halloween cases. So, I'm so I actually heard of this because I was watching a Snapped episode, which <laughs> I love Snapped. I, I hope everybody else out there does. Um, my husband now watches Snapped with me. And his it. rebuttal is, is that he watches it and that way he knows like how I might kill him someday. <laughs> and I said, yeah, do your research. Yeah. Be ready. <laughs> It could happen at any time, time, time. Exactly. Time. <laughs> okay, so let's do this. On October 26, 2014, in Frenchtown Township, Michigan, there was a party going on for Halloween that was held for, like, on a rural property, um, which was said to have had about six. No, excuse me, 700 to 800 guests. Whoa! Yes. You are, you're throwing a, a thrash? What's it called? I don't even know. That's like a, a huge rager party. Yes. A rager. That, that's yes. rager. Oh my God. I don't even know that many people. You can drink now. I burped in the middle of that too. Again, if you're just joining us, every time I say actually, every time Taylor says basically, or every time we fuck up, you need to drink. And um, I've added and, um, um. We've added um. So please drink up. Here we go. I feel like I'm really like snuggled up for a bedtime story. I have this new blanket from our store <laughs> through Bless Gems and I'm just like cuddling it, like looking at her adoringly, like tell you are. me about murder. It's pretty cute. Anyway, so the party had been advertised on Facebook and was something um, held annually and had several like heavy metal bands as well as people moshing, which Taylor and I have so much fun doing. Yes. So quick corkscrew. <laughs> we went to a punk show recently that was like so amazing and so fun that my yeah. husband's band opened for. Yes. And Taylor and I were there moshing and it got so aggressive that to the point where Taylor and I were just standing on the outside and every once in a while Taylor would like push somebody. Oh yeah, I just started washing machining people. Yeah, you and in the end of it, I ended up with one side covered in beer, the other side covered in pop. I had somebody's blood, blood. on me. Yes, hurt blood. Yeah. Blood. And I was like, this is this is ridiculous. There was one shirtless bald guy that you know that one shirtless bald guy in every mosh pit that just got crazy. He did. He, he, got... was, he was a little out of control. But yes. anyway, so we have fun in mosh pits. Yeah. Unless so. the bald guy is there and then I run. <laughs> so anyway, this this party again, it had a lot of heavy metal bands and it had a lot of people mosh pitting. I want to be um, there. As well as drinking and doing drugs. Well, I don't care about that, but I want to. Yeah. Like just get crazy. Get with crazy. It. Yeah. 
So one of the partygoers was a Chelsea Brooke, who was 22 years old. It was said that Chelsea was excited about this party and that she had spent six weeks making her costume, which happened to be Poison Ivy, who is a hum- or who is a Batman villain. Yes, I love it. So I've always wanted to be Poison Ivy being a redhead. It's just one of those costumes for me that I feel like if I'm going to do it, like I really got to do it right it's just like harley quinn like you got to do it better than everybody else like yeah and this and chelsea spent six weeks making her costume so you know like she did a good job and like that's how i feel like if you're gonna do something like that you got to do it up like that so (sighs) i wish i wasn't lazy and i could do that right god Mm. what a world it would be if i had ambition (laughs) so at one point chelsea Almost didn't even make it to the party. Why? Her ride had to cancel on her. (gasps) Lyft girl, Lyft. Well, I don't... This was 2014. Was Lyft a thing? I think Uber was. I don't know if it was as widespread. I guess taxi. Well, this was also in like a kind of a rural area of Michigan. Yeah, So maybe not. Um, (gasps) I might know this story. Continue. Oh, you might? I think I listened to it on another podcast. Because that's where I get all my info from. I did not listen to this on a podcast, but I assume somebody has done it. Anyway. Oh, I think it was a... Okay, so so Snapchat does this, like, unsolved mysteries. And it's so good. And one night I binged them all. (laughs) And I think this is where I heard it, but I don't remember what happens. Because I binged too many episodes, remember? (laughs) so Okay. Stay tuned. No, so... Anyway, she ended up calling a friend that was already at the party. And the friend came and got her. When Chelsea arrived at the party, she ended up giving her friend her phone as her costume didn't have any pockets. Okay. As the night carried on. You put it in your bra, honey. Well, you, yeah, right? I mean, I don't, I can't. Like but, in the boobies, but. Yeah. Well, you can. You have extra room. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like I have a bomb in my bra. No big deal. No big deal. One boobie's significantly larger than the other. I've never been able to be that person. For you. Like, I put a dollar bill in there, and it's like, what you smuggling, um, huh? Yeah, for sure. Unlike my best friend, who can, like, put anything in her. It's like a whole fucking you purse. Even, you don't even know anything is in there. She's got a whole fucking carry-on in that, <laughs> that chest. She does. She does. So. <laughs> I love her dearly. I do, too. As the night carried on, Chelsea was drinking wine from a bottle that she had labeled poison to obviously fit her costume. Fair. Right? She somehow got separated from her friends as she walked uh, to a large bonfire that had been started towards the end of a night. Like the end of the night. Oh my, I need a drink there. That's fine. Okay. Do your thing. At around 3 a.m., Chelsea was seen with a man who had dark hair, a light mustache, and dark glasses. Unfortunately, this was the last time anyone would see her alive. <sighs> oh no. I know girlfriend i know over the next few days chelsea was reported missing and investigators and volunteers searched the area where the party was where the party was trying to find her with no luck there were even purple ribbons hung across the town and millions of missing person posters were distributed across the country in an attempt to raise awareness 
I know. Missing persons cases are so much harder, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, for real. Because then you're like, okay, are you alive? Are you murdered? What's happening? Which I think is so much harder for, like, the family. You did not see that. <laughs> I, I, like, tried to... I was making eye contact with Nikki, and I, like, tried to raise my microphone more to, like, begin my grill, and it just fell as soon as I did it. And I was just like, oh, flaccid microphone. It's flaccid tonight. Pushing rope, man. Pushing microphone. After it sees us in our costumes tomorrow, it might be like... <laughs> Mine's red, too. This is the red rocket. <laughs> Mine's, my microphone is red rocket now. Perfect. You cannot I love tell it. me any other. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so during an interview with one of her friends that were there with her that night, she stated that she told Chelsea to stay put while she went to go find the friend that had her phone. And when she came back, Chelsea was gone. No, you stay there. You got to stay put, Chelsea. Um, so she looked for her but couldn't find her in the sea of over 300 people at that point. Uh, yeah, that's still a lot and, of fucking um, people. And ultimately, the friend ended up having to leave because her ride was leaving. So if she didn't leave, she would have been stranded also. Uh, yes you don't uh, it's fine she also has said um publicly that she knows chelsea would have never left with anyone that she didn't know so she's like look i know her and she's very cautious she would have never gotten in a car with somebody she didn't know okay yeah it was also very, at this point, right, it was, the police were looking because she'd been reported missing, but it was very difficult for police to conduct their investigation as there were so many people in costumes and no one could identify the man that she had been seen with last. So it's completely different from my case last week where it was like, oh, there are just a few people and these are what they were dressed like to identify the situation. In this case, you're talking hundreds of people and they all had different costumes and they were from all over so it's it's like nobody knew right. who most of these people were because they just showed up from everywhere right 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 yeah so it was completely different it's kind of sad but too many people yes um I'm, 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 take a drink so now we're gonna fast forward to six months later six months okay Jeez. it was april 5th 2015 that's six months after October. November, December, January, February, March, April. Oh, my birthday's six months away. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. What? Really? What? Mine's four months away. Oh, are you? I'm excited about. I want it to be. What? Wait. I. What do you want? You don't. I want don't to want to be thirty-five. <laughs> Oh, I want to be 25. I was like, I don't understand. No, I don't want to be 35. Anyway, so it was April 5th when someone found Chelsea's costume at an abandoned construction site several miles away from where she went missing. It was just her costume, though. No, no, no. I feel like Kevin Hart when he's like, no, 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 no. It took another three weeks. No. Another three weeks from then. No. To find Chelsea's body, which no. ended up being in a field near the construction site. No. No. Chelsea, you sweet angel. Sweet baby angel. Okay. So that was in April. It took until September for them to continue to canvas the area. And in which point they found one of Chelsea's red shoes and her green leggings. 
Um, they were found near the scene where her body was. So, like, she didn't get out of that costume. Well, you know, just, just, just wait. Well, what I mean is, like, the costume was still with her when she died. Yes. Yeah, which is... Yes. A whole nother man bajama. Yes. So Oof. this is where it turns into that. Um, so bullshit, it's called, bullshit, bullshit. thanks to a wonderful thing called DNA, they found on one of her leggings, there were they were able to identify a suspect, 27-year-old Daniel Clay, who had a lengthy rap sheet. Of course. So obviously if he wasn't in the system or hadn't committed previous crimes, they would have taken that DNA and they would have just put it into the system, but who knows how long it would have taken them right. to figure out that it belonged to him, right? It took until uh, July of 2016 for Daniel to be arrested for the murder of Chelsea. Holy shit. They had to, you know, come up with a case. They had to prove and go to the grand jury with these are, <sighs> this is our evidence as to why this man needs to be convicted. I get it. It just is ridiculous. It just takes a long time. Yes. Not, and, and not in all cases, but in this one it did. Um. So... When Daniel was arrested, he his girlfriend at the time claimed that he had confessed to her when he called her from jail. So he got arrested, he called her from jail, and he admitted to killing Chelsea. And we have that all on recording because that's recorded. People don't... Okay, anytime you call from an institute that's not a residential treatment facility... Or a community home, you're being recorded. Not that, okay, let me rephrase. Yes, speak your little heart out because we need that info. But you think they'd be smarter? I don't know. You would think, but who knows, right? It's fine. Uh, so when Daniel was arrested, his story, of course, changed several times. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't it? He started out saying that he didn't even see her that night to once it was all said and done, he was claiming that she was accidentally asphyxiated in his car while they were having aggressive sex and after a night of drinking and doing drugs. Uh. Uh. Yeah. He also said that he was choking her, right, while they were having sex, and she passed out, and then he panicked and took her body to a nearby place, and that he covered her body with brush and sticks and leaves. So this is where you fucked up between second-degree murder and manslaughter. Yeah, because if it was an accidental case, then you call them, you call the police right away, and you say, oh my God, this accidentally happened. Right. The moment you try to cover it up, your charges now become more significant. Exactly. Yes. Because now we can't believe you. No, but yeah, you can't believe them. I'm not going to anyway. So it finally came out that Daniel saw Chelsea walking, needing a ride home. He pulled up to her and asked her if she needed a ride home. And she said that she did. So she got in the car and drove, and then they drove to a remote area. Again, this is where he claimed that they had consensual sex and it got aggressive. However, the prosecution claimed that he raped her for numerous reasons. Um, her outfit had been ripped and there were stains now like down near the crotch area. Yeah, that'd be she also Yep. Yeah, she and it was ripped down there as well. Oh yeah. That's... She also had a broken jaw and a few broken front teeth. 
oh yeah no that's not just aggressive sex you're doing some shit right so this further strengthened the prosecution's case that he had beaten her and then raped her yeah no yes you being sketched though of course it also turned out that Daniel had a child with a girl named uh, Jessica, and Jessica worked with Chelsea. So, again, that goes back to her friend being like, she would have never gotten in a car yeah. with somebody she didn't know. She might Daniel have Daniel probably pulled up and was like, hey, do you need a ride? And she probably recognized him from working with right. Jessica and being like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. He'll give me a ride home. Yeah. Yes. That's shitty. Exactly. Um, and at this point, Daniel called Jessica several times, and he he did call her several times throughout this whole proceeding, and he left her a message that said, "quote that he fucked up big time and was going to be quote gone for a really long time." Uh, life, sir. So he was admitting it. Life, sir. In the end, uh, Daniel was charged with first degree murder and of concealment of a body. And he ended up being convicted of it and was sentenced to life. First degree. Wait, they think he premeditated this? They gave him first degree murder. What, but he. Now, uh, I, I could I could support second degree because I think he went to the party, said, I know you. And then got swept up in it. But I can't support first degree. There's no evidence of premeditation. The only inkling you had was that the fact that Jessica and Chelsea work together. Yeah, I, I don't, I didn't read um, what led them to get to this first degree conviction, but that's what he got, and he got life. I mean, I'm glad he did. I'm not arguing that. Yeah, no, 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 100%, but it's it's a different charge. It, it goes from, you know, possibly 20 years to life difference i'm just i'm arguing the inconsistencies in the system (laughs) for sure for sure (laughs) is what i'm doing no a hundred percent so anyway that was my case this week short and sweet i think um i I had heard it but i forgot the outcome and it wasn't that long ago i mean no it, it hasn't been that long since he was actually convicted and oh god damn it i said actually yeah drink Drink, 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 um, drink, 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 drink. But yeah, so in the end, again, his story changed multiple times. And then they, of course, had evidence and they got him to talk. But I saw this on an episode of Snapped and it led me to be like, oh, you're talking about Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she did the poison ivy, which always. It sunk to your heart. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Anyway, her family did get justice. And actually, I read this thing. This was a good part to say that. But I did read this thing where her mom (laughs) said something about, like, her forgiving him. And he wrote a letter apologizing. And so, like, it it came to this. Yeah, because, sorry. I... (sighs) I have mixed feelings about that. No, for sure. But I think if you're the family member of somebody I'm sure that, that, feels that happens better. to, at some point you have to make peace with it or it's just going to eat you up for the rest of your life. And I think that it her way of making peace was to forgive him. Right. And again, he said in other aspects, not just in the trial, but he said to other people that it went way further than it should have. 
so at the end of the day, I'm not even sure that he necessarily meant for her to die. He could have been so gone that this happened. He, he could have been. And I'm not. Well, that's why I'm like first degree seems a little harsh. No, and I agree with you. And I'm not trying to like back him up. No. But I'm just saying at the end of the day, it, obviously he didn't have good intentions. So no matter what, it turned into what it did. Yeah. But he he definitely could have not meant for it to go as far far as it did as well so i just have a lot of feelings surrounding the fact of like false accountability of like i'm gonna say i'm sorry so like here yeah i really emphasize at my job with my juvenile sex offenders that i loved death <laughs> that sounds crazy but i love them we really emphasize the fact of like yeah you can write an accountability letter and i think that's beautiful but what are you gonna do to repair that harm yeah or like what are you gonna do to ensure that that harm doesn't continue going forward well right like you need to repair it you need to make sure like uh-huh. like it's so it's baffling to me because sometimes we're like oh my god you said sorry great cool let's move on it's like sometimes it's more than that though. like yeah because they need to understand that it's not just a repetition they need to understand that they're actually saying sorry and they're meaning it for their actions not just uh oh society says i have to say sorry so they say sorry think about how easy it would be from jail to write a sorry letter yeah and send it out yeah. Not that I, I, I'm not saying he didn't mean it, but it'd also be like pretty damn easy as yeah. opposed to like, to me, I mean, and this again is another moral we try and teach our boys. It's like, here, I'll use an example and then go back to this guy. For our boys, it's like, okay, say you failed to do your chore several days in a row. <laughs> what? Did you drop a hole in your leggings? <gasps> I have a hole in my leggings! Are those your pumas? No, oh, no. So Mine don't fit anymore. You can have mine. Boom. Thanks. Problem solved. Repairing the harm. So. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate Uh, it. So totally minuscule. I'm going to use a minuscule example of my boys and then move on. So like my boys, like say you suck at your chore for weeks. You get written up for it, whatever. Then it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I take accountability. Cool. How are you repairing that harm? Maybe A, you do your chore better. Yeah. B, now you're helping others do their chores. Like, you're repairing that community harm, right? Yes. So, like, in this instance, it's like, okay, you murdered somebody. Yeah. Maybe you didn't mean it. So, in jail, you create some kind of curriculum of helping others learn so they don't do what you did. Yeah. Like, it's it's giving back to your community. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. Because it's very easy for a lot of people. Whoop. A lot of people, unfortunately, just to be like, oh, I'm sorry, but not know, like, not even necessarily know what they're saying sorry for or actually mean Mean it. it. Exactly. Accountability is such a funky word that means so much, but is represented so little. Yes. But. A hundred percent. I could rant. On and on. I digress. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, yeah, that was my case. And let's. Rock on. Oh, you're. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. (laughs) I tried to high five her and she put her hand down. It was really Psych! awkward. You get no high five. <laughs> it's fine. All right. What you got for us this week? I am really trying to go back to the whole like I want to co- me myself. You do what you want. I want to cover more unsolved things. Yes. Just because like it. it makes a lot of sense to me. And I know some people really love the closure. But for me, it's like 
this is what we're here to do. Like, yeah, we're talking true crime and we're enjoying it and drinking, but it's also like at the end of the day, like these are real stories and real people. No, and, and they nah, are. Nah, nah, nah. And like, like we make jokes just to like make it lighter for us, but right. it's still like something very serious. And actually, uh, Corkscrew, okay, my husband, when I told him that we were doing this podcast, and I may have mentioned this before, but he was very like, oh, you guys need to pick a case that's unsolved and solve it. And I was like, I would love to do that. But we are not investigative journalists. That's like, what I would love to do that. But that requires spending time doing a whole nother thing than what we actually do. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, this case is very short. Like I said, I have something else to to kind of fill, not fill some time, but to a- give you. Another piece that's we think give, is important. Yeah. To give you guys some more content in that aspect but this case really spoke to me and i wanted to talk about it boom so, let's do it i'm gonna talk you about spooky little bitch always always i'm gonna talk about sylvia salinas Ooh. so she's from galveston Texas. salinas salinas it's not the same no because in if you guys have ever watched selena the movie they used to call her Salinas, and she was from Texas. Anyway, go she's, ahead. Yes, she's from Galveston, Texas. I think she was from Corpus Christi. But anyway, go I, ahead. I'm not brushed on my Texas geography. <laughs> go- geography. No, no, not you. I'm talking about my girl, but it's fine. No, I know. That's oh, what okay. I'm saying. I was like, I'm not. I don't know how close those are. I, know, I don't either. I need a fucking map in front of me. <laughs> so... She was working her family business, which is a grocery store, um, on Halloween day of 1989. Okay. I could not, for the life of me, find anything about her childhood. Oh. I know so little about this woman, it's not even funny. Yet, I I identify with... Which means it's somebody that they really didn't care to like get involved in her backstory which maybe is why i'm so like no we need to be talking about this especially because you'll see why in a second so she was alone at around 1 p.m that afternoon about 20 minutes later there was a mysterious figure that entered the store and we know this just based on different alarms and things like that and i'll I'll continue at 123 the silent alarm was triggered okay which is like the button under the counter okay um, at one twenty-seven, the first responder arrived and Sylvia was already dead. Are you serious? It took four minutes? Seven from the time the person walked in. But from the time she triggered the silence? Mm-hmm. <gasps> we'll move on. She didn't trigger the alarm. She did not? She had no defensive wounds on her forearms, wrist, or her hands. Um. So... This leads a lot of people to believe that it was somebody she knew or was comfortable with. They found her behind the cash register. There was blood on the register. It was determined that she had been stabbed in the chest. Now, some reports say in the heart. Some reports just say the chest. Either way, she did. (laughs) Yeah. The knife that was next to her, they found, was measured to be 9 to 10 inches right next to her body. Oof. Yes, 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 yes. The cash register had been emptied, and it was determined that the silent alarm had been triggered due to the perpetrator triggering it when they opened the register. 
So she was already dead. You're pulling on the cord. Oh, thanks. I'm like, you saw that, right? My <laughs> microphone's coming at me. Yeah, her microphone <laughs> moved on its own because she pulled the cord, but she was really Come confused. at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so she was really unalarmed, which again, Aww. like her brother is always like, no, this is somebody we had to have known. Because otherwise she would have done something. Yeah. Uh. They talk about the fact that they used the knife they found next to her to pry open the register and they took everything but like food stamps and some coins. Uh, Yeah, but at that point, like why even go to like the murder length? Like why not just let it be a robbery and break in? We don't know. That's crazy. Uh, And again, just to like point back to like she was comfortable with this human. She had a machete and a gun in her counter. And that's where she was found was behind the counter. Yeah, so, again, she had to have known this person. Otherwise, she would have used one of these weapons, you would think. You would think if, like, they're coming at you. Or, yeah. like, like the brother said, is like she wouldn't have let anyone back there unless she was comfortable with them. Right, because that's why you're back there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, another way that, like, this is just written out was that... She was sitting on the, like, on just, like, on the stool when she was stabbed. You're pretty comfortable if you're just sitting there. Yeah, for sure. No one in the community reported anything suspicious. There was... They did not have cameras or anything going? It was 1989. Oh, I know. So... Which... Keep going. Okay. <laughs> are they having sex that's what i thought i heard <laughs> my roommates might be having sex and i hope you do not hear it i'm so sorry i think i heard it did you hear it no do you hear his bed yet because if you can hear his bed you can hear them i thought it okay anyway <laughs> so another whole hitch in the Get case some Um, another hitch in the case was that during Hurricane Ike, it destroyed all the evidence. Oh. (laughs) So they didn't have a lot to go off of. They said throughout the years they've had about like 20 suspects, but nothing ever like kind of came to fruition. But recently, like very recently, very recently, they uncovered the videotape that the first officer recorded when he was walking in. So you like go into the store. Okay. Yeah. Records her dead body, records the blood, and there's DNA evidence that they're going to submit for testing, hopefully. Nice. It's so crazy. We were just listening to something earlier that talked about um, like DNA, and but it, it starts so early that it goes back to um, what was it? Uh, sorry. Oh, uh, our mother and I, we were listening to Crime Junkies on our way home. Oh, okay. Love them. And they were talking about one of the first, like, DNA tests done back in, like, the 80s. And how, in the end, it wasn't even allowed in the trial. Like, the judge didn't allow it because it was such a new technology. Right. And they were like, yeah, this is probably not, like... Uh, what am I trying to say? This is probably not reliable. Exactly. But it's so good now that 
it I, is I everything we're looking for. Yes, and I appreciate that they are taking the te- the, the technology that we have now and going back to cases and resubmitting it if they can, of course, because not everything lasts or has enough of a sample, blah, blah, blah. But it's right. nice to see them trying to solve some of these older cases with the technology that we have now. It's just like Cold Justice, which I love. I love that show. But like another thing... So, like, in this case, they really credit it to her great aunt, aunt, her great aunt, who is, like, going through and, like, no, we need to do this. And they never even met. Like, Sylvia and the great aunt never met. But she was like, I feel such a connection. Yeah. And DNA testing is thousands of dollars. Oh, it's expensive. Any kind of testing. So, like. And that's the thing is you would think as time progresses that maybe it would get less expensive, but. No. <laughs> I farted. Sorry. Oh, is that what you were fanning away? Thank you. I thought you were like fanning yourself because you were hot, but I appreciate it. Thank you. No, I farted. I did a colon tea like two days ago and it's not been pretty since then. <laughs> I will give you one if you want to cleanse the shit out of yourself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Taylor. So even an example of that is like I belong to the charity and the backlog. And it tells oh, yes. you state by state how many rape kits are untested yep. and like. Yep. But again, those cost money, resources, people. I mean, that's the thing is there's so many of them. And it by the time that like they get to another sample, like you're saying, it's it's time, it's people, it's effort, it's everything. And it just takes so much to finally get yeah. them tested uh-huh. so it takes forever well and it takes a lot to be a forensic psychologist or a psychologist scientist sorry you have to be a see, chemist see that sort of thing really interests me like if i was ever gonna i know that sounds oh, crazy right that. it's but like it, the little test tubes and dropping just like a no but to me that sounds so cool like if i was ever gonna be like involved in any of it i think the like collecting of the data and actually analyzing it to make sure that it matches up with whatever like that to me is so cool i don't know why no you drop me in with ed kemper <laughs> like <laughs> i'm more of the and this is gonna sound awful and i mean this as little as i can say i don't like victims i don't like working with victims sure my i have so much empathy but like my interest lies in working with the perpetrator Sure. See, and I'm the opposite side of that. But I, we're very opposite. Like, we as are. much as we are, like, the same person, we are very opposite in that way. Well, and that's why, like, my chosen occupation is I work with teenage boys. Like... That have been the perpetrator. Well, exactly. So yeah. if I'm going to work with these victims, that's great. They need resources. They need trauma, help. Yeah. They need and so they much. And they do. And they do. They do. But then I'm like, okay, but I want to also attack the source. So yeah. we're not just playing, you know, we're not reacting to the situation constantly. Yeah. No. It's crazy. Well, that was awesome. Good job. Thank you. Like I said, it was short. You're Okay. So this week, we are going to do quirky clippings in a moment. But Taylor has found this list, which is very cool. But it is literally a list of un solved crimes or yep. unsolved murders is murders the right word disappearances these okay. are all disappearances these, these are, are all that mysterious have not been found. disappearances that have happened on a halloween of 
any year, but a Halloween. And they are. Yep, I'm just going to read the names off the list. I also compiled the list because we might cover them at some point. Like mm-hmm. I said, I really want to do more unsolved things. So, But all of these people are unsolved from Halloween. And, and everybody should, you know, we should all take an effort to like look into it if we can. Absolutely. And these people, this is why I love Reddit. I found it on Reddit. But then people just kept adding and adding and adding and adding and adding. And it was just so cool. And I think these people need a mention of at least their name. Like, yeah, for sure. We have not found bodies. Nope. We've not found. Yeah, we haven't found them or bodies. Like, yeah, they're just gone on Halloween. So I'm going to read through it. If I have a year and like where they're from, I'm going to. But these people need to be remembered and we need to keep talking about them. Until they're found or until remains are found or something. Something. Yeah. So Stephen Dahman. 1955, New York. Patricia Spencer and Pamela Hobley. These guys were 16 and 15. Oh. 1969 from Michigan. Donna Lee Bonwell, 35. She's in 1978 from Washington. David Cruz, 29, 1980 from Pennsylvania. Christy Vorak, 13, 1982, 13 years old from Washington. Oh my God. She was in a foster home. Nancy Penner, 28, 1983 from California. Oh, this, this list hurts my heart. Sorry. This is like a total, like it's a, it's a dark place to go, but I I think their names need to be said. Whitney Abrams, Nishikai. So sorry, Wendy. 21, 19, in 1989 from California. George Ivan Waters, 22, in 1991 from Florida. William David Dudley, 31, in 1993 from Winchester, Virginia. That sounds like a name from Winchester. Mansion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sylvia Ann Lee, 17, 1995 from California. There's a Campbell, California. Oh. I know. I didn't know that. Kimberly Forbes, 48, 2004 from Oregon. Cameron Hardman, 31, 2011 from Pennsylvania. Christina Bastian, 34, 2015 from California. Cindy Song from Pennsylvania. Dana Bailey, 1987. Pierce Kremen. This one was in Ireland. It's the only non-US one. <laughs> I have nothing else from that. Ireland. Jeremy Jordan. And Veronica Safronsky in 1996 from Minnesota. Aww. That's a pretty big list for me not... I mean, I searched quite a bit for this, and I could have gone even deeper. Like, that's that's just U.S. people besides the Ireland one, and that's... Yeah. That's just people that haven't been found. And and I think the saddest thing about that is, is that it, they're all... I mean, they're all still considered missing. Like, nobody knows what happened to them. Exactly. They're just gone. And a lot of them, it's 
probably safe to say like we don't want to but it's probably safe to say that you know maybe something happened along the way and they're still undiscovered so precisely so keep them in your mind i'll probably cover a few of those cases to be totally honest with you but again it's worth the mention of like these people are still missing from hall this is just halloween day yeah yeah this is not any other day of the year this is not like it's it's insane yeah it is it's a good cover-up because i read a lot of stories too when i was like researching this of like people trick-or-treating show up and shoot somebody and it's like what the fuck you're just trying to get some candy sir well lots of that (laughs) lots of that lots of like there was one story i really wanted to cover of like a guy just as freddy krueger like gunned down five people and killed them that's crazy but i never released anything more on it that's crazy i know all right well thank you for that list everybody do your research on them if you are trying to like help out or just are curious because i'm curious now too as well so um but on that note i think it's time for corky clipping yeah we're gonna lighten the mood lighten my mood now my heart hurts now from oh let's do the corky clip yeah okay so they're big they're hairy they're in your house Twenty five thousand pedophiles identified <laughs> what <laughs> they're hairy and bigot in your house yes that's what it said <laughs> what are, they just, are we talking about regular men uh i don't know it just that's who wrote this who also wrote this and then i got approved to be printed in a newspaper that's the thing is a lot of these are really just like bad uh placing of words and they don't even realize like how bad it sounds oh my (laughs) dear god so the other one is horny ghost haunts house What are the parameters? I have so many questions, as always. If you thought Casper was friendly, you should meet Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Kevin? Who's Kevin? (laughs) I have... Kevin's even friendlier. They used to call... I had... In a past life, my in-laws used to call my dog uh-huh. Kevin constantly. We talked about this, and I had no idea. Yeah, he's Poor just guy. now getting back to being like, no, you're Teague. You're not Kevin. Um. Okay, so this one's a little dirty. I apologize. But Boy Scouts to accept gay boys uh, in through the back door. <laughs> Sorry, I burped as I laughed. <laughs> why oh my god that's horrible it's all in the same thing that's the problem is that the way that they write these headlines oh in through the back door there's another one and i i feel like we need to delve further but i'm not sure um i was paralyzed by a pork chop (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it was some kind of parasite from the pork chop or some shit (laughs) probably all right, and then I'm going to end on this one because it is Wednesday for us. Hump day. Ooh. Hump day. Hump day. Hey, Ke- Kevin. Whoop, no. whoop. Hey, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. What day is it? What day is it? Hump day. Okay. I say Kevin. You did. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody was humped to death by a pet camel. 
what? Come again? Yes, yes. Come the fuck again? It says a uh, camel has killed its woman owner after apparently trying to mate with her. What? <laughs> I I have no words. Sometimes I forget you guys can't see my face as my face is What? Yeah, the 10-month-old am the animal weighing what uh you know 23 pounds no big deal that's it no wait i didn't read that's not right 150 kilograms okay wait 150 kilograms to pounds give me one hot sec keep reading it's a 23 first eight pounds i don't know what that means Anyway, he knocked his... 330 pounds. There we go. Holy shit. It does not say that here, so I apologize. But he did knock uh, her to the ground and tried to straddle her. And then she died. And he squashed her. I was like, I was going to say also, like, what if he penetrated her? I know that's, like, a whole thing. Because I remember, like, A Million Ways to Die or A Thousand Ways to Die. Do you remember that show? Yeah. But where are you going... <laughs> Somebody, like, died from masturbating with a carrot. Because they... What? You have so many blood cells up there, and they, like, ripped open something. With a carrot? Yeah, I don't know what that part's about. But then there was air up in her bloodstream, and she died. Yeah! With a carrot. A motherfucking carrot. That's a sharp-ass carrot. She wanted some better eyesight, and it didn't help. Holy... I think a zucchini is more oh. apt. So I guess I could leave off on this one and we're out, yo. <laughs> but a marijuana issue sent to a joint committee. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I saw tits. I got rid of it because you, oh, tits bounce back in warmer weather. <laughs> <laughs> I saw tits. I saw tits. People. I saw tits. That's all I know. Uh, anyway, so there's those are our quirky clippings for this week. I want to know who Kevin is. I have so many questions. <laughs> we need to know who Kevin is. Kevin, reach out if you're listening. Kevin. Reach out Kevin. and touch face. Don't, uh, uh, does it say face? Is that what it is? I always thought it was reach out and touch me, but I think it's probably face. I think you're right. I can't listen to like so many podcasts because they'll say like reach out to us. Reach out and touch. <laughs> it's Faith. Oh, Faith? <laughs> <laughs> We're both wrong. <laughs> I s- <laughs> We're so fucking stupid. Oh, stupid. Anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. It was so good to hang out with you this week. We will uh, oh. see you back here next week. Um, drop us a line on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, tag us in all of your Halloween costumes because we want to see them. Rate um, us on Apple Podcasts. That's yes. our best way to help us out. Yes, please give us a rating on whatever you listen to us on. And um, if you guys want to hear anything, like let us know. We're happy to research any of it. So. Yes, and then we'll be releasing a Patreon episode soon because I'm hoping... Yes. Maybe I'll give you guys some content before I'm like, hey, give us money. So what, let's do it the opposite way. <laughs> All right. On that note. Yes. yes! Woo. Drag. <laughs> hey, 
Yay, we were so good with our drinking game. We only did it like three times. Oh my goodness. I unraveled up this one. <laughs>